0: back to Zoomers for Liberty here. You got Caleb and I'm interviewing my buddy today, Mitch. Mitch, how you doing, man? Doing good. How are you, man? I am great. So without further ado, uh, continuing our series of interviewing random buddies of mine and asking them about how they feel politically. Uh, how about you introduce yourself uh, and describe how you sit on the spectrum politically?
1: So hi, my name's Mitch. Uh, I'm not very concrete on where I sit yet. I definitely will not clit- uh, classify myself as a Democrat or Republican because, in my opinion, what I've seen, both of them, a good majority of their stuff is wrong. In my opinion, I do lean more libertarian. I do think I should be more on the the person to person scale. Uh, government taking uh, not much. I don't. How do I say this? Taking uh, a very small role, if any role, in people's lives.
0: Okay, yeah, for sure. Um, now, have you always felt that way? Was this more of a recent development, or so?
1: Growing up, I was grew uh, grew up in a very Republican household, very, very conservative place. So I was like, "Cool, that's what I thought. I thought that's what was normal." Mm-hmm. Anyway, once I, you know, started moving out, especially when I joined the Marines and everything like that, uh, being seeing the world and seeing. How that is not right and how that does not work anymore. Those <laughs> views are. I was, just, I just slowly, uh, kind of. It looked like I was going to be more Democrat, so I was like, "Yeah, I agree with this more." But then I was just looking into it more, and I was like, N- "I don't agree with any of this anymore. I'm out of <laughs> here
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure." So, yeah. Uh, I mean, the guys that listen to the show should know. I mean, I'm I'm from a very similar background, raised Republican, and then just kind of quickly realized that nothing they actually believed, nothing they said they believed in, they actually believed in. Um, claim to be the party of small government when, in fact, they're, you know, they don't care. Uh, It just depends on what they want to spend their money on, whether it be defense or anything else. Uh, So, you know, they're just as big government as Democrats. They just say that they're not. And then. Democrats, I can't even get into, obviously, why I would never want to identify with that yes. <laughs> party. Um, so yeah, Uh okay, so that gives me, gives us some good perspective. So I guess today, you know, just kind of a free forum, whatever you want to talk about, if there's any issues to you that are super relevant, or if you have any questions for me, I could open up the floor for that.
1: Have you been uh following a lot of the uh, libertarian candidates for presidency?
0: Yes, very I much remember. so can't remember her name. So
1: again, not, I'm, jo- you're way more educated than me, but it's her jo- name. Joe Jorgensen? I, I believe so. What are your thoughts on her? It is. It is. Oh, I, lo- I did an entire. <laughs> oh, I did it. I know it's her. <laughs> trust me. <laughs>
0: I did an entire uh, episode on and named it hashtag I'm with her because me and uh, a friend of mine, Colin, were talking about uh, how excited we were. Um, definitely. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm more excited than him, but I, I am. Uh, I think she's a very solid candidate. I agree with her on virtually every issue. Um, and I think that especially with the climate of 2020, she stands in stark contrast from Trump and Biden, not just because she's a woman, but be- just because of the way she conducts herself and the way she can speak on the issues. She's a solid debater. Um, I've been following the libertarian race all year, just kind of seeing, uh, you know, keeping up with the candidates and how things were going. Uh, I was a big fan of Jacob Hornberger. He reminded me a lot of Ron Paul. Um, he was my first choice all the way through. Uh, but I definitely liked Joe. Um, And I think that uh, we have a really good shot as the LP in 2020 because Trump and Biden are more unpopular than ever. Uh, Considering the disadvantage, uh, basically the whole campaign at this point, there would have been a lot more like in-person events for the mainstream parties. But, you know, with the virus getting everything shut down, everything's been virtual, so to speak. So that's kind of played in our favor. Uh, We've been able to get. Joe Jorgensen's name out there uh, a lot through social media and social media has played a much bigger role. And uh, I think is going to play a much bigger role in this election and all future elections. So I think uh, we, we're getting her Google searches up, you know, we're getting her, uh, her media exposure out there. We're getting her in all these polls. We're sharing memes. We're, we're telling all our friends about it. And I think that that's the good news is, is, um, it's been, I want to say, three weeks since the Libertarian Convention. And she went from having, I don't know, less than 1,000 maybe, like not that many Twitter followers to shit. Let's see. I don't even know how many she's sitting at right now, but it's quite a bit more than it was then. And one metric to show you. Oh, yeah, yeah she's, more already traction had, she's getting. Yeah, it's 40,000. 40,000 oh, wow. in, in two weeks, you know, which I mean, granted, there's 320 million people so in the country. But just um, in those couple of
1: weeks, just by, you know, getting your name out there, and getting 40,000, you know, that's a yeah. good sign. That's a, that's a good starting point. You know what I mean? It,
0: it for sure is. And I think so. So my big thing is, is if we can get to 15 percent polling by September when the first presidential debate is and people are visually uh, shown that there is a third option on those big debates, it's going to cause media to have to talk about it. It's going to ha- uh, make people be like, oh, who's this other person? Because in 2016. Uh, I think we had the record highest number of people eligible to vote that didn't or or something like that. People just didn't want to choose
1: between those two.
0: Exactly. And uh, I think that's a big chunk of the population that if we can motivate them to turn out to vote to an actually principled and good candidate, even if they only agree with half of what she's saying, it's still 50 percent more than they do the other two. Uh, And and I've been making that appeal to a lot of independent people, a lot of leftists, a lot of uh, Republicans as well, just telling everybody that I know, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. because I think – Here's the thing, and let me be real. Yes, her chances at winning are a long shot, but I do think they're higher than they've ever been for a third party. That being said, even if she does win, which don't get me wrong, is what I'm hoping for, will be great. It's going to be a huge uphill battle, considering that there's currently one uh, Libertarian congressman, right? So she she's which is just, where exactly uh, I mean, who exactly? Sorry. Oh, it's Justin Amash. He was a former Republican who uh, – That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He went uh, independent after the whole Trump impeachment nonsense, mm-hmm. uh, and then when he decided he was going to run for the Libertarian Party's presidential nomination, he switched over kind of opportunistically, which, I mean, I'll take it, whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, but more, he, more the merrier. Yeah, exactly. But he uh, he uh, – I'm a big fan of his, uh, his record in Congress and everything, um, and – I thought his his big advantage was going to be because I was I was kind of like half rooting for him at one point. Uh, I thought that his his name would have been big, you know, and he could have uh, he could have got a lot of media exposure. I mean, the first or second day after he had declared, he already was getting interviews on uh, MSNBC and, and CNN and all that, and that's good. But that's only half of it. If you have a big name, that's cool, but you have to be able to actually sell. Um, Sell liberty to people, and to be honest, he's too like dignified, and like he's not—he's not a performer. He's a legitimate, like, good representative, and he's a very dignified person, and everything. And so he makes a very like principled, but not like a salesman type of approach to. He makes it very liberty.
1: logical, but not. Yes, influential type of like ways out there. You
0: know what I mean? Exactly. And and the presidential race, unfortunately, is just you have to be able to be, you know, kind of not radical, but yeah, you know, radical kind of get people motivated, be kind of a populist, say some things to get people talking. um, Which I think Joe Jorgensen has a really good balance of being a populist type uh, and and saying things that might actually get people thinking, while at the same time presenting them in a manner that's easy for the average person to digest. and so, yeah, I, I think we, I think the LP picked good. Um, I'm, I'm really happy to support her, and I like her VP, Spike Cohen. He's also great. Um, I've so heard yeah, that name before. I've probably heard it from me. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's really, he's great. I love his podcast, "Muddy Waters of Freedom." I love. That's where uh, I've heard it from. Never mind. His, okay. I've also, I've also heard. Uh, just his, his social media releases have been really good. Both of them have been great on social media. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the thing. Is it's like it's not uh, a matter of convincing people that the battle doesn't have to be changing people's minds because there's so many people that are genuinely open to voting for a third party this year. It's really just an issue of exposure. If we can get the name uh, of her out there and we can actually get people to, you know, hear out the message that I think that's really the biggest, going to be the biggest hurdle for sure.
1: It's honestly, it's it's like the first step, but like they always say, like that first step is the hardest.
0: Yeah, for sure. Plus, I mean, even, no matter what happens in 2020, I, I am I'm, – I'm very happy with the direction the LP and, and the whole movement is going. No matter how this election goes, I think 2024 people are going to be talking about the Libertarian Party a lot sooner and with a bit more seriousness because I do believe regardless of win, lose, or tie, uh, you know, there's going to be I, – I, I believe she will bring in the most votes of any Libertarian presidential candidate ever has. Um, and I think that that 's going to force people to talk. I think a lot more people are going to come to the party and stay in the party than what happened in two thousand and sixteen and then i think uh, I think moving forward, if not this year in twenty two and twenty four we 're going to see more libertarian congressmen ideally elected we 're going to see uh you know down ballot candidates across the country you know putting the libertarian message out there and causing people to talk about it because there's just a general consensus, particularly with the younger generations, that the two-party system is just not the way to go. Yeah, and I completely understand with that. I understand that. I understand with that. I'm sorry. I mm-hmm.
1: tried my best right there to go English. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't, didn't really work out too well. Jesus. <laughs>
0: it's all good, bro. <laughs>
1: I'm a little nervous. I've never been in this position before, to be honest.
0: Sure you have. We talk all the time about shit. I don't know how to talk, bro. Do you know who I am? oh yeah that's right my bad that's
1: right i, did, I forgot to I didn't mean to bring it up sore subject i'll start bringing up roads if you bring that up again i swear i will fucking end you and delete
0: this podcast right now if we talk about the roads, the road. my roads my precious roads i just don't get it i just don't get it so uh is there something you want to talk about i don't know um It's interesting because the news cycle has really died down, so there's a little bit less that's, like, really in our face to talk about. It felt like a couple weeks ago things were super – there was just so much to to draw from. But you know, I will say this. This is one thing that I've been meaning to want to talk about on the podcast that uh, hasn't uh, actually come up. Another reason I'm hopeful is I do believe in light of the virus and the riots that um, I I think the, the, quote, common sense gun control argument is officially dead. And I will not be. um, I think it's going to be very difficult for anybody to make a case against owning firearms uh, after this. After this whole thing, because uh, I'll try to pull up the article that I saw. But there was a big uh, increase in private firearm ownership this year.
1: Oh, absolutely! It's like it's like when the LA riots happened. Well, after that, that's when you really saw a big influx of uh, store owners purchasing weapons for their protection. So Especially what is it, Korea or Chinatown?
0: Uh, I think it was Korea because the meme is the rooftop Koreans. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was both too. You know.
1: Yeah, it was like one of those the, one of the towns in there. Yeah, and it's like sure. what you were talking about, like you know the k- rooftop Koreans, the the, pi- the pictures and videos of the people defending their jewelry stores and, uh, and stores like that, just fucking just sending shots downrange.
0: Well, dude, I mean, so there were instances, obviously, during the riots when you know cops just said, "Sorry, we can't help you." Um, you know that you're gonna have to do something on your own. They they couldn't be everywhere at once. Less than less than half of a percentage of the population is in the police force. So when the entire public is freaking out, and I shouldn't say the entire public that misleads. Good majority story.
1: of the republic. Of the now,
0: republic. I, I wouldn't even say majority. It's definitely a minority, but it, things are chaotic. Right when this big mob gets together and out of nowhere, yeah, people yeah, are raging uh, very and it's just very confusing. Um, I mean, you know, obviously, we can kind of understand why, but the point is, is like all these people and shit's not organized, people are just kind of taking advantage of the chaos, they're assaulting people, they're breaking into places, they're stealing things, and like, you know, that's that's the, always the argument. The like is the left is like, anytime someone tries to want to, t- we talk about taking guns, we're like, okay, well, you know. We need them to defend ourselves, and they're always like, "Well, no, because you know that's what cops are for. That's what we have police for." But now the left is kind of being forced to eat its own argument and realize, like, "Oh yeah, sorry, the cops one sorry. aren't capable of being everywhere at once and defending everybody at once. But when they do, they have a increasingly high chance of killing the innocent person on accident exactly. or on or on purpose because some of these guys are really fucked up in the head." So I really do hope that that argument kind of dies. Um, and I'm sure some shooting will happen or something will happen to where it'll it'll come back up again down the line when, you know, the media needs another issue to divide people on. But I do think that it it's I was kind of fearful uh, post Sandy Hook and all these just increased like these continuing mass shootings that were happening that where, you know, a lot of them, if, obviously, if you examine the details, it's just people were killing soft targets that people that didn't have firearms and that you can point is the clear case of like why a lot of these people. Part of why pe- these people are the one, it's the reason they're getting targeted. But it, it's not the reason like the shooting's happening in itself. There's a deeper psychological thing going on there in a lot of these cases. Um, but I just think that uh, it's just all. I think that we're gonna have more of an American consensus in general on, on guns moving forward, which makes me really happy.
1: It's gonna be um, more of a uh, a unified answer, you think?
0: Uh, I think so. Well, here's the thing. So the argument shouldn't be whether we should have um, gun safety or not. Obviously, we should have gun safety. That should be implemented from the private sector and the people that own guns that want to create a culture of safety and training and understanding because that benefits everybody. We just don't want the government to be in charge of that because the government fucks up everything that it touches, and they have a direct interest in preventing people from getting guns in in the event that they wanted to go tyrannical. So uh, I actually found the article, and it's uh, 40 percent of 2020 gun buyers are first-timers. Forty percent of those – 40 percent or I guess – whatever that would be that that they're all female well, which is great less raped better um, absolutely so i uh yeah no i just think that um yeah i mean it's, it was interesting to see obviously the um the increase in in weapons uh being purchased earlier when everyone was worried about the virus lockdown and they thought people were going to start you know looting because of uh <clears throat> Because of everyone's gonna be out of work, you know, and push comes to shove, people gotta eat. They're gonna start stealing shit. Um, So that was a big, big push, I think, to part of the increase. Uh, And I I know I just think that generally there's a growing distrust for the government on all sides. Um, I I think a lot more people are getting red pilled, you know, so to speak. And yeah, absolutely. It sucks that it took all of these things to happen and a lot of innocent people dying. Um, and there's probably going to be a lot more before enough people realize that we make any significant change. But I think I think we're going in a good direction.
1: Yep, I completely understand and uh, agree with that. I do think there's going to be a bigger unified um, answer on gun controls, and I do think that the government should not have a hand in it at all. And I think we're going to be more together as a group moving forward after this.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. At least, definitely in our generation, and maybe it's just the people I talk to. Maybe I need to get some more. Left-leaning people on here or something, um, just but, to like
1: you know maybe play like I said, play devil devil's advocate, just yeah. to bounce ideas off and stuff. And that's always good to have like a healthy For debate. Real. It's just when people come on, like you try and get into a normal debate or just a, a conversation with someone, mm-hmm. and they just start yelling.
0: <laughs> that's true. Like, no, I don't like tribalism. that at all. Tribalism is very annoying, and we've seen videos of it from both the right and the left where people will just scream at each other. You know, there's no nonsense. Like, yeah, like
1: the, I remember there was one video I saw. Of this, like, there was, a, like, a protest going on. And it wasn't, like, the Black Lives Matter protest. It was just, this was, I want to say, maybe three years ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was a dude that was just, like, trying to ask the person that was in charge questions. And this lady, uh, just to describe her, she was bald, um, pale skin, like, really pale skin. Mm-hmm. And just normal uh, normal size and everything. And she's like, you just got, you just, you're just, you're scaring me and doing stuff like that. And he's like, "Can I just ask you questions?" He's like, "So I'm going to give you these facts, and then uh-huh. just because your opinion—not opinion, your feelings—you think it's wrong in your feelings, you don't I, think he, that I
0: should do it." Me like, "Yes, you got to trust feelings, not yes, facts." And yes, he's like, yes, yes. "What?" No, <laughs> Hang no, no on. She, she said, "Emotions, emotions, emotions are emotions. real. Emotions are real, and facts are just lies." Or she said something crazy like that. Yeah, she's like, but, "You got to only go off
1: of uh, off of." Uh, emotions not facts and i'm sitting there i'm like hang on a minute
0: i don't like <laughs> i don't like uh seeing videos like that i mean obviously because it's disheartening but also just because i cannot believe and i refuse to believe that it's even a smaller or any bigger than a fraction of a percentage of people that are oh, actually 100%. that percent
1: it's just, it was just there being captured that, like, you know, nor- people having normal debates doesn't go viral on the internet. Well, it's not, people th- saying crazy stuff like that. And that's why it seems like there's more than there for really For sure. Are. E- exactly.
0: Uh, exactly. It's not as entertaining uh, to listen to people make rational conversation and just talk, you know, right. calmly about the issues. No, no, you're completely right on that. Um, because we, yeah, we only see the sensationalized stuff, the stuff that makes people think, are you serious? The stuff that makes people laugh, that invokes some type of, you know, big, Big time emotion, um, so no I, i'm I'm in agreements with you on that one, but uh yeah, no it's crazy how how tribal politics has gotten, which I think is just a side effect of democracy whenever you have well it's definitely it's democracy and federalism combined because you can have democracy and have it not be too tribal, like especially on like smaller scales where it's just a community or a, a city or a state kind of voting on things that they want to do. Generally speaking, you can typically have a more homogenous culture on those smaller scales and they can not hate the other side, at least as likely. But when you have a 320 million uh, wide population and you have less than a percentage more of those people every four years telling the other four who the next king is going to be, then it's like, hmm, I I wonder why people all of a sudden don't like people that are identifying as the opposite political team. Because right. cu- Republicans and Democrats, they really don't have a lot of policy differences. No,
1: it's very, it's very minimalistic things on light on like upraising is really what it
0: is, dude. I'll tell you both Republicans and Democrats are they fucking they love the Patriot Act. They love yep. the fact that we're bombing the shit out of all these Middle Eastern countries. You got no business being in. They both love the fact. Well, I, I will give some of the left is playing against this one, but they both love the fact that we have millions of more more incarcerated people per capita than any other country in the world for nonviolent crimes. They love the fact that all these drugs are illegal. Uh, you know, they love the fact that uh, corporatism can just take its hold and shit. It, and people just there's no accountability. You know, they, they, they love they're bipartisan on a lot of issues. They're bipartisan on. They should get to spend our money without our consent. So I, there's more unity than people want to make it out to be.
1: But like when it's what the media, makes it seems like they're so different just because they disagree on like small thing. I wouldn't say small. Like uh, they would disagree on some things, such as abortion, such as gun control. It's just. They like those are, in my opinion, are like the biggest catalysts See, in the media that yeah. make them seem like they're so different.
0: Then the thing is, is like they don't even really disagree that much because no, it's they just did, certain things. <laughs> they would, they don't, not even with abortion and uh, gun control, because when it, at the end of the day, they never pass any bills. Nope. Like, and they never like have any really hardcore stalemates on it. They're always—it's
1: literally just dinner table arguments. Yes,
0: and it's always just political uh points. Like the last, like the the left and right will shut down the government over just bullshit because some because they don't want to pass uh some bill with a certain provision. But it's never like there's no principled hardcore standing because people in congress aren't capable of representing their people they they've been there for too long and the system also like and this, this is just a thing that i always talk about it was never intended for the people in washington dc to be our rulers and determine these laws that should be affecting the entire country they're there to regulate and pass laws that essentially affect what the government can do. But instead they're out here expanding things every single day. We have the government having its hands in things that they have no fucking place being involved in and things that can be done more efficiently and effectively and cheaper at the state and local levels. And it's just, it's awful. And that's, again, that's part of the reason why I left the Republican Party is because I quickly realized they they don't give a shit. They don't give a shit about big government or not. They're just, they're happy to do what they, they want to do.
1: So I as to give some money
0: mm-hmm Exactly, and that's and that's part of the reason, unfortunately, why the LP has a hard time gaining any traction, is because they're not offering any deals to these corporations. They're not fucking playing the game the dirty way. They're coming out here with principled policy and saying this is going to benefit the people. This and is
1: going to help the individual, not just a monopolized com- uh, companies.
0: Yes, hundred percent. That is hundred percent correct in every sense. Um. So yeah, uh, I don't know, man. There's so many – I wonder what issues we could discuss to kind of see if there is any uh, subtle disagreements between the two of us. Um, Well, I know one that we have. Sure. What is it? It's abortion. I don't know that we have a different – It's not a
1: disagreement. Uh, Like we both have very similar ideas, but there are small things inside that we both don't agree on. I know that. Again, we don't have to talk about it because – no let it's it's mean, abortion
0: <laughs> I don't we you're right we did it. we did kind of come at it from a different angle, but I didn't really take our conversation as uh having differencing opinions. I think we just kind of have different sensitivities to the topic because right. at the end of the day we kind of came to the same conclusion um and we just kind of made differing points on it so it's it's not like
1: i wouldn't yeah I wouldn't say that we like're completely opposite of what we are we don't we're not yeah because like I'm very. I'm not, I wouldn't say very, but I'm just, I am pro-choice in my, mm-hmm. in my uh, opinion due to the fact that it's, you know, the per the peoples who created the baby's choice to do with that baby what it will. And then, you know, I know you said, well, you yeah. To what point? Yeah. To, to what point? And that's what I'm saying. But I think, and then I said, you know, on the, how many trimesters are there? And then we got into an argument about how dumb I was, but that's not the point. <laughs> 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 For the audience, uh, how many trimesters? Audience- yeah, how many mess-
0: That identifies with Mitch's uh, stance. There's three, because that is what tri means, <laughs> as in triangle. Um, I hate it here. Now, <laughs> <laughs> now look, uh, no, you're right. I just, here's my thing, and I'll come at it from, I come at it from more of a principled stance. I, I don't want the government being involved with anything. Um, Needless. Uh, at least of all women's bodies, right? But it's it's also kind of brain dead to pretend like the only a woman's body is affected by this. There is another life inside of that person. And even if you don't think that it's a life yet or it's just a clump of cells, which to me is just a rationalization to defend murder, um, you're, you're just, you know, there, there's something that could and eventually will likely become something, right? Even if it isn't, isn't a life yet. So to me, the issue becomes... It, what are we allowing ourselves to do? Like, and like I said, where do, we, where do we define that line of what is a life? And I don't think any, any of us humans – like we can come to a decent consensus and say pass the, pass the second trimester, pass the first trimester, whatever. And like we can have those, those arguments. But again, I think it's kind of arbitrary. I think the principle of the matter is is this a life or is it not a life? And I don't know that anyone's lives are forfeit – for the reasons that usually go into justifying abortion, such as uh, it's going to be an economic burden on the parents, that it's going to have a bad life, um... Outside of like medical reasons, like killing this kid is the only way the mom could possibly live. I think that obviously, in that instance, I would, I would err on the side of let the mother live instead of the child because why would you bring a child into this world with a dead mother? Um, especially if that mom already has kids, that would be the instance where I would say that. But you know, for, for a lot of the reasons they argue, the, the primary two, I guess, would say uh, convenience, and they're more likely they always say, like, oh, what if it's the next Hitler or whatever. Right, which I which I think is just stupid all around. Like it doesn't. Because it doesn't if you say that, matter.
1: yeah, you can't say that because you, you could say, you know, what if he's in a Hitler? Hitler. The best argument comes that is, uh, the best argument against that is, what if he's the next Einstein?
0: And, well, and again, and that's what exactly. I I don't think either of those points are very valid. It it there's no way of knowing. Right, so there's no and, predetermined and fate.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's no predetermined. This kid is going to be. The devil. No, it's how they're brought up. It's how they're raised in the environment they're put in. Now, now.
0: I, yeah. Oh, please.
1: No, no, go ahead. That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and so that's part of it. I just don't think any of the justifications are very solid justifications for it. Um, I mean, obviously, medical reasons, like I said, I can get behind. But even then, I think that's temporary because I do believe we'll get to a point where science and technology can cure a lot of the issues that cause uh, infants to have a hard time you know, fucking surviving birth, uh, just because we've obviously we've seen an increase in medical technology over the years. Uh, and I do kind of fear that if we were to just say, yeah, abortion is cool for, you know, a through a through D of like these medical f- issues, whether it be like spinal bifida or, or something like that, where the kid's not likely to survive childbirth or the mother, um, I, I I concerned with uh, with us not advancing past that point, but then again, like I said, I'm no expert on that. It's just kind of like a, a side thought I had. Um, I want us to, as a society, as as you know, particularly like the, the medical professionals that deal with this issue, to find ways and innovate to cure these issues so that that doesn't need to happen. Now, I will say this: I don't think I, I hate the argument that my my body, my choice is so devoid of any logic because it's like. You have choice. You had five choices, four or five choices before abortions on the table, right? And I do remember
1: this point that you brought up, which would be condoms, taking birth control, stuff like that,
0: right? right. Adoption, um, which is another
1: thing I agree with. Uh, I don't think that uh, abortion should be your first choice. I do agree. I do. Okay, so when I say I agree with abortion, I say what I mean by that is I should make it illegal. Yes, that's mainly what I'm saying. Um, no, I. I, agree. I uh, I don't think you should make that option illegal. I think you should always have it on the table. But it, if it was me, I would definitely like, oh, wow, I nutted in that woman's brain. I should get her a plan B. Did you say brain? I did. Uh, you Sometimes it gets up there, dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've thought of a lot of ways to say it. it's the best way it could have came out. All right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but um, I think, you know, I should. Um, I should have wear a con. If you didn't have a condom, just you just got too hot and heavy too quick. You know, uh, hey, it happens. Yeah, it happens. Uh, go to the store, spend fifty dollars, not have to get an abortion, which is three hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, don't get me wrong. I am opposed to, I'm I, if even if I am a. If you want to define it as pro-life with exceptions, I am not pro the government making abortion illegal because it fails to address the cause of why women feel they, they have the need to have an abortion, which is only going to increase the rate of unsafe abortions and and everyone is going to be worse off for it.
1: Right. It's like the government making – which this has happened
0: – making
1: suicide illegal.
0: That one's kind of interesting though because like – on one hand, you're like, that's retarded. What are you going to do? Fucking throw him in jail because he sucked at killing himself? Wow, that's going to really do wonders for the guy's health. But like, uh, the issue that, that comes into that is like, what if you get into like a shit ton of debt? What happens to your debt now? You know, uh, like one, you don't want to encourage people to get out of their debt for free by killing themselves. That's terrible. That's awful. Uh, and then obviously that. And then it's like, well, what, you know, if I'm, you know, an honest loaner, which I mean, they do exist. Uh, and I gave this guy money for a car or for a house or a business or whatever, and all of a sudden he dies. Like what, ha- like what do you happens there? And I mean I'm sure there are people way smarter that have actually thought about that, um, and I probably should do some research. Uh, I'm fairly but, uh, certain
1: what happens if you have a federal-level debt is it gets passed on to the
0: – Next of kin.
1: Uh, right? Next of kin that is the most successful in, I believe.
0: Huh, which is kind of – which is kind of shit. fucked,
1: you know? What I mean? Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> that man got to hit where he got not wanting his homie to die and give him his debt.
0: Yeah, congratulations, your dad is dead, <laughs> and here and you uh, owe me
1: thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> yeah, well, figure it out.
0: That check on Monday. All uh, right, have a great day. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> yeah, like that's a whole fuck situation, and that's just another reason the state shouldn't exist. But regardless, you think, um, think we should uh, <laughs> break it down? Have one big America. Well,
1: anarchist- I'm, I am so pro Mad Max at this point I'm playing. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, I, I would take it over the current state. However, yes. um, anor- that's another thing, and I have talked about this multiple times in the podcast. Anarchy is not Mad Max and Spongebob and Patrick No, it's not. That's, it's just
1: everyone thinks yeah. it is because that's the pic- picture painted by cartoons and,
0: well, and TV also, shows. You're also programmed to think that way. Why would your rulers want you to think that you don't need them? Exactly. You're, and, you're
1: basically
0: – we basically have Stockholm Syndrome is really what it is. Yeah. No, that's that's accurate. Um, Stockholm Syndrome and just straight-up brainwashing. People just don't know that there's alternative options out there. They just don't. So, uh, yeah. And I mean I've made this point a, f- a few times and it's obviously like we need to grow organically. We cannot just expect to get rid of the state tomorrow and have everything be peachy. In order to have an anarchist society, you've got to have a moral society. Um, but I think I've talked about that a lot on the show. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna pass over that topic for now. <laughs> we uh, need but to I will keep
1: say saying the same thing.
0: That yes. If you guys and if this is somehow your first episode, please uh watch the other ones. You'll find all, all <laughs> about what be, I feel about anarchy. Don't be shy to um, <laughs> listen some more. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, uh but I will say this. Some things that we can tangibly do to get there to get people to realize that government is not needed uh it's just that we need to gradually i think the first step is just getting the power uh back to the states and in turn back to the people have like a big reawakening of the 10th amendment which i do kind of think that these this this 2020 has shown people that in a very good way between the complete awful handling of the economic lockdown Uh, and the virus situation. And I mean that on all ends. I mean that the president and the federal institutions that we're supposed to look to to information, or, you know, supposedly, they didn't take it serious early enough. uh, And they kind of just were like, you know, weren't sure what to do about it. So they didn't say anything. Uh, And they waited a little bit too long to do anything, which I think was was problematic. Um, And then also just the fact that any of these governors think that they have the god-fucking-damn audacity to, to tell a business when it can and cannot be open and tell – like the like the most crazy thing like in New York when the mayor was telling Jewish people that they couldn't fucking gather for uh, right, religious right. holidays. yeah. Dude, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't – maybe you read a different constitution than I did, and don't get me wrong. The constitution, in my view, actually does have no authority over any of us or the government uh, at this point because – I didn't sign that shit, neither did you. I didn't but, sign that shit. I was born 22 years ago. I just showed up. I just got here. All right? <laughs> and I I did not agree to that. All right. That motherfucking my boy George and TJ signed me up for it. I got so, nothing to do with this. Well, I'm only here because he wrote me into this. Well, he wrote me into this. <laughs> That being said, in America, uh, particularly the right argument is always, but the Constitution this, the Constitution that, and we act like it's this holy document, even though the uh, the government doesn't give a shit about it, right? It's supposed to be this document that protects, you know, fucking your rights and says what the government cannot do. uh, And then you're like, "Mm, I think I'm gonna do not that. I think I'm gonna. Best part about that sentence? Not (laughs) true. I'm out of here. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, like, uh, fucking, let's fucking go down the line. Uh, <laughs> Let's fucking do it, dude. Shall not be infringed. Uh, the second, uh, the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Hmm. <laughs> i think i'm gonna infringe <laughs> i think i'm gonna <laughs> and I, <ooh. laughs> I think i'm gonna fucking tell people the size of the magazines they can have in their rifles i think i'm gonna tell people that they have to go on a national registry and get a state approved license before they can legally purchase a firearm i think i'm gonna throw people in jail for sh- drilling a third hole into their fucking weapon go fuck yourself you tyrannical pieces of shit Do you know how many innocent people Get killed just because they fucking own, own guns every like all the time. Like Duncan Lemp this year, which yeah, Duncan uh, Lemp. most people don't. Allow, I mean, everyone in the, like the libertarian circle knows who Duncan Lemp is, but the mainstream doesn't fucking know. The Maryland cops executed that man in his own bed. They, get, they did a fucking state sanctioned execution as he was laying next to his pregnant girlfriend asleep, shot him through the window. It's been fucking three months. They still haven't released the footage. And where the fuck is the accountability? Where's my fucking hashtag justice for Duncan March? And don't get me wrong. I'm not like – I don't want to shit on Black Lives Matter or anything. I think that they have very noble intentions. I I think they need more organization. But it's not just about racism. And in fact, I would make the argument that racism plays a small – racism plays a small factor in the way that they think it does. Racism is a huge part of the issue, but it's racism at the federal fucking government. When Lyndon Johnson said uh, before he passed the Civil Rights Act or signed it into law and just said – uh, what did he say? He said, "I'm gonna have those n words voting for me for two, voting Democrat for two hundred years. He Racist, did, yep. yeah, yep. and and you know the fucking the well the the great society, Lyndon Johnson's awesome welfare programs have eroded any sense of personal responsibility in poor communities, black, uh, black, white, Mexican, and everything in between. So we just have this this culture of you know treating treating minorities, at least on the left, for sure." Treating minorities like victims, which they are to an extent, they they have not had it as good as whites for an extent no, time. No, absolutely not. But it's
1: also it's just amping amping up the uh, the sense of victimization.
0: You don't tell some, you don't you don't heal somebody by telling them how how weak they are, right? You don't make somebody stronger by telling them that they're you know pieces of shit and they need help and, and that, they, that you're gonna baby them and like you don't you know I mean, when a fucking mama bird is telling telling a baby to fly, they literally throw them out of the fucking nest. So they, figure,
1: they said figure it out.
0: Exactly. And, and, and don't get me wrong. Like, I, I'm also not a huge subscriber to the whole you have to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps argument. There are literal examples where people are in such a shitty situation where they can't pull themselves out. But you'd be crazy not to acknowledge that the victimhood mentality has led to a lot of negative consequences that people just don't even want to talk about. And. I'm, I'm sick of it and I'm fucking sick of that. So yeah, no, I mean like the second amendment doesn't mean shit in most of these States, least of all the, the, the most leftist States, California, New York, uh, Hawaii, right. It's like virtually impossible to get guns in those types of places. Uh, the first amendment, I not I need to look up the specifics of this case. My friend was telling me about where this guy on a, on a stream, uh, made a joke. He said he was going to make, uh, he was going to make nine 11 look like a fucking joke. And it was like the exact words or something that he said, uh, and it was in jest because they were they were talking about like I said I gotta look up the specifics of the case. Guy went to fucking jail for that for for uh, I want to say like five years. Holy shit! I make and yeah, it was Cam. Ask Cam about it. But I I feel like an idiot because I don't know the specifics of it. But I'm just kind of referencing it. How the fuck is that not a violation of your First Amendment right to free speech? How the fuck are you gonna tell? Like I said earlier, at church they cannot uh, you know open or, or be or, or do anything. How the fuck – where do you get this authority? Why do people think the government has the authority to do anything but kiss my fucking ass? Right? It's literally –
1: the, the, the religion one is infringing on two parts of yes. the First Amendment. It's the freedom of religion
0: and freedom, freedom
1: of, religion. of assembly.
0: Peaceful assembly. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And, and government only exists because we allow them to exist. Because we say it is in our interest, right? As as some that collective. we keep
1: these guys around yes. as a security net.
0: Yes, that's that's it, right? But people act like they're they're, they're the daddy, and they're they, it's like they're in charge. They're the ones, like, motherfucker. No. There are a lot more of us than there are of them. <laughs> Trust that, me. Like, if, if I've we, seen them. I was a part of them. I, <laughs> I just got out there. We outnumber them so <laughs> much, dude. If we fucking not even like the not even like the military and the police, like just the state, as even if you factor in. Congress, the fucking federal, the state governments, uh, all of it, right? There's so many more citizens than there are this government. And this whole concept of this nonsensical social contract, again, I didn't sign the fucking constitution. I would have made sure that there were a little bit more specific provisions in there if I was signing that legally binding document. Like – Oh, shall not be infringed. Side note. No, really, seriously, shall not be infringed. Third but note. I'll, I'll i do be know. really honest with you. I don't <laughs> know who needs to hear it a third time.
1: Maybe the guy in the back will not be infringed. <laughs>
0: like that fucking simple, right? And then shit like the 10th Amendment, right? 10th Amendment. Powers not here laid in shall be fucking delegated to the states and the people. Yeah, like like seriously. Like, again, not like this isn't a suggestion. You cannot do anything outside of these ten. I mean, you, you can you can, expand, you can expand the Constitution. We can amend the Constitution. There's a whole process for it. But again, like it's just, it frustrates me. This the brain dead arguments people make for why a government should exist, because I'm sorry, but like the track record has proven otherwise, the government has not done good at anything. And you can talk to people on the left and right, and they will agree that like the government fails at the simplest of tasks when they have the best intentions, because they're not central planning for especially the bigger a country gets just winds up not working. And we should clearly see that there's a direct correlation between freedom and freedom and prosperity let people prosper let them be free being free to make your own choices and be dumb and and fuck up is going to help so many people's lives be better than our current fucking just system of let letting things go the way they are and letting you know saying we need government to do this we need government to do that like we just ah, it frustrates me you know what i get you know, it. What? I get it. You, you know Trust, what fucking you, you know what sucks more than anything too is uh people will say especially the argument against taxes they'll say tax taxation or Taxes are the price that you pay for a civilized society as if somehow me getting a portion of my check uh, just taken out of it makes me more of a civilized person. What are you talking about?
1: Let let me get an untaxed check, see if I don't go apeshit the next second.
0: I will fucking burn this place to the ground. I I will burn Atlanta to the ground. You have to understand me. The only thing keeping me from losing my fucking cool is these goddamn taxes. These <laughs> goddamn taxes. And it's not even like I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Obviously, you know, government builds builds my roads and, and fucking and funds military and you know keeps funds the courts and keeps things in order. But the way I that my counter argument to that is always very simple. It's like, okay, so let's pretend the government didn't exist tomorrow. How would we solve that issue? So there's still obviously a demand for security, right? But we don't have a police force anymore. What do we do? Oh, right. We would just kind of make a police force because we decided that government at the time was the best way to make that happen. Now, communities can decide, right? Do we want to have a single like community police force, which I don't think having one uh, is the best, right? I think you have obviously the free market. Let the free market decide. Let's have multiple. Let's have security contractors and people get together and get so that way when people are enacting social, uh, enforcing social rules and, and laws of the, of the land, you're capable of actually fucking, you know, working things out as peacefully as possible because people have a direct incentive to uh, be responsible for their customers. Like, you know, how people always say, like, you know, the taxpayers are in charge. Like, I'm the boss of you or whatever, like the cops and shit. And it's like, right. Yeah, okay, except the fact that you're missing that we don't directly pay them. That whole middleman takes all of our money, the government being the middleman, and throws it into this fucking pool and just kind of redist- redistributes it wherever the hell they, they feel like. It's, not like. it's not like I can say, here you go. Here's this fucking block grant to fund the police directly, right? And then it's – no, we're all, we're all pissing into one pool, and they're deciding where that piss gets to go after the fact.
1: So, hundred percent. That's why I do agree with you. Uh, I think we should have you know contractors and it kind of be like a company, not like not a company, but like a business esque way of doing it. Due to the fact that they're gonna want to do the better <laughs> job, be take those precautions, be the safest, you know, not putting knees on necks. Yeah. To be to put it uh put it in a horrible way of saying it, but and doing stuff like that because they're gonna want afterwards the people to be like they did an amazing job, they did a very stellar job. Let's continue to use these people. It's just like an like I would say an internet provider.
0: It is well. That's the difference. Here's the difference, right? If a, if a private business fails, what happens in that private business? Like they go out of business. Like they because you, they have to earn your money through consensual transactions, and the only way they can do that is by offering a service that you find worth spending money on. What happens when a government program fails? It gets more money because clearly uh, they just weren't funded properly. Is is, right. is the argument always makes? You always fail upward, which can create a perverse incentive where Hey, um, you know, if we, you know, some stupid arbitrary—I can't back this up if this has ever happened—but let's just say a school is like, hey, you know, if we average under like this amount on these test scores, uh, we'll receive more money for next year, right? Which maybe it's happened, maybe it hasn't. Whatever. What I'm saying is—is an example. You've created a perverse incentive where now it's like, okay, well, we want our averages to be lower so we can get more money because more money is good, right? That's the whole thing, and you know that's that's just the problem like i said with centrally planning there is no accountability and don't don't give me the bullshit that democracy is our accountability because it's just majority rules the, there's no accountability when fucking 6 out of 6 out of 10 people are telling the other four how the hell we're going to do things and i just i hate the democracy argument as well i'm really not fond of it i just i could go off for a while about why i don't like democracy but
1: all right, I want to. I digress. I want to switch Please. the topic up real quick. Sure. Uh, this is. It's kind of a little bit older when the it first came out, but I want to talk about. It's about Black like Lives Matter uh, protest, like not them being wrong or anything. It's you see the uh, all the accounts of agent provocateurs being caught inside the uh, inside the protest, trying to make it violent.
0: I have seen a few of those. Yeah.
1: There's a lot of them, and like even uh, when they the first big protest came to Hawaii, uh, Oahu, when I was there, it, it was the day. Was going on the day that i left and uh i'm in a big community of not just military people there's so i would say there's mer- minimalistic military people in my group there's a uh, tons of locals we got people from you know the philippines that live there now just a bunch of it's a it's a little everybody i have in this in this chat that i uh i'm in back in hawaii uh we got a big message going out to everybody and it was like listen no one is saying not to go to this process but we have a lot of accounts of people that are flying in to be violent at this protest. We, let's keep, help us keep this protest peaceful. They then found out who these people were flying in, met them at the airport, beat the shit out of them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then had a huge peaceful protest. Interesting. Uh, it was awesome, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I do hate the uh, the fact that people will um, they will try to paint. the the protests as the same people as that are rioting and looting. And it's not, No,
1: it's not, it's just opportunistic people that are make that are causing the narrative to look, I mean, causing like forcing the narrative of the people that are protesting are all bad, which is not
0: true. Well, and it's just an excuse to, to delegitimize the the movement, the movement, which has always happened consistently. Like this, you know, this isn't the first time a lot of people have been really upset over the killing of an unarmed or an innocent black guy. Um, or just in general. Um, but you know, particularly the media likes to bring attention to the white on black uh violence because you know it's easy to get people talking about it. Right. Um, remember- Hello. Sorry, oh my goodness. difficulties. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: <laughs> I thought I I thought I was just saying dumb stuff. and he just got, <laughs> got rid of me. He's like, get this guy out of here, he's fucking trash. I'm, I'm done with this guy. <laughs> oh, these guys saying
0: nonsense on my fucking
1: podcast. <laughs> yeah, my oh, right. get him out of here. <laughs>
0: My ten ten fans a listen, ten listens a week podcast. Anyway, <laughs> um i I do love you all that listen. Uh don't take that as an insult. Um anyway, we gotta start somewhere. So I, I you were talking about this isn't the first time that somebody, you know, has the media's blown up uh, a white cop killing a, a black guy to get people upset. And don't get me wrong, I mean I'm upset by it too. I just it's it's a lot bigger than just white cops on, on black people, and I'm tired of that being the only narrative. Um, but then again, I like I completely see where they're coming from and why people see it that way. But I remember in 2014 was when Freddie Gray was the big guy that – he was selling uh, illegal cigarettes in New York, and the police choked him to death. And it, as he also was saying, just like George Floyd, I can't breathe. Um, he wound up dying. Um And that was a whole controversy that got people upset. And then I remember Ferguson, Missouri. I don't remember what year it was, but I remember the cop. I remember the cop's name was Darren Wilson, and he wound up killing um, this guy. There was no – there's no footage of it. I remember after that was actually the big national push to get more cops to have uh, body cams um, so they could actually clear up a lot of the story uh, around incidents like that. But Mm -hmm. regardless, uh, I don't remember how we got exactly to this topic, but I will say – uh, on the concept of like rioting, looting, and it's the same thing I've always said: is that you can hold uh, more than one view at the same time. You do not have to believe that the rioters are associated. Excuse me. You do not have to be okay with the riots in the same way that you have to do not have to be okay with you know cops killing people. It's perfectly okay to be opposed to both of these things. They're violent, uh, and they are bad things for a society it's bad when someone's business gets burned down and they lose all of their savings it's also really bad when somebody loses their life you know and it's not a competition and i really hate that people always have to virtue signal and make it out to be some type of fucking i value this more and i value this more you're a bad person because you don't value this thing more and it's like just shut up for fuck's sake
1: yeah, no, 100%. You know, uh, another thing I wanted to talk about too, uh, your thoughts on the case of the, how do I say, uh, I can't say his name, uh, Aubrey, his last name, Aubrey. Ahmad Aubrey. Wow. Ahmad, that's what it is, Ahmad Aubrey.
0: I do not know enough past so, the initial story.
1: So I don't know if you heard like the second wave of what's coming out Mm-mm. about it. So when it, ha- when, you know, the original story was this guy, you know, Ahmad Arbery was mm-hmm. doing nothing wrong. He lives in the neighborhood. He's going for a jog. That
0: was the first story, yeah.
1: Yep. And what the guys thought is, he thought he was fleeing a robbery that had just happened, and so they was like, "Hey, get stop!" And then he got violent, and the guys, the two white guys, pulled a gun on him. Mm-hmm. He then tried to wrestle with the gun away, and he got shot, which is in a sense Ahmad Arbery still didn't do anything wrong, right? But then other footage came out of the of um of after it happened after he shot him. Yeah. Him standing over him and he goes fucking n-words. Gotcha. And, then, and he's just being, you know, a
0: well, racist at that point. Well, here's the thing. What I hate about the tribalism in our politics uh and I'm going to go off of a few assumptions and I'll clarify what it is I'm assuming. Uh so let's I cuz I did hear that there was footage of a him apparently breaking into another like empty house or, or something him like loitering around or something like that, which the, you know, this isn't the first time either. They always, you know, I say, so Michael Malice coined this term vice signaling. The left likes to virtue signal and say, you know, you're not as, you're not as good of a person as me because I fucking, you know, whatever versus what the right will like to do is they'll vice signal. And they'll say, look at this, look at this guy. It just, he, he's a piece of shit, which just proves your whole argument. Um, because they did the same thing in, uh, you know, with the uh, with the guy in Missouri who got killed, and I'm, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. But when he got killed, they you know they released some footage of him robbing a liquor store or something. Say ah, clearly he was a piece of shit. My like, okay, so, I mean he deserved to die in that yeah. instance, right? Yeah. And then like same thing with um, with right now with George Floyd. Like people are saying, you know, his they're bringing up his criminal record and his past. So apparently he like. Tried to uh, like he robbed some pregnant woman or, or something. I'm not clear on the oh, details.
1: Yeah, there was uh, the apparently, I, this is allegedly because I guarantee I can't say for certain that it's happened or not. Mm-hmm. But like, apparently, he was robbing um, a woman that was pregnant and then put the, gu- the barrel of the gun up to her uh, her stomach. Said, You, you, uh, it was a home invasion, apparently. Uh, you, uh, you make a sound, I'm going to blow your, uh, you and your baby away. Which,
0: I mean, if you please, ask me, that's just effective.
1: Yeah, no, one hundred
0: percent, dude. Would you move? I
1: wouldn't. Are you fucking kidding me? No. This is just knowing your surroundings and using them to your
0: benefit. Okay, <laughs> dude. I uh, if I blow up, it is not going to be for the right reasons. <laughs> not, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but again, those that. are those are alleged things. I don't know yeah. if that actually happened or not. These are just you know well, what I've heard.
0: Well, here is the thing. Uh, doesn't my the, the, the point on that is none of that changes the situation? No, not right? at all. The, you're just making character, you know, assessments of a person. That you got, are now
1: making it. You're all you're trying to do is make what you did seem less bad.
0: Yes, and it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Who no, because the then you're
1: because <laughs> then you're just you're literally like the Mister Meeseeks thing. Uh what do you mean? Like just, well, yeah, you know, look at me over there. He points over there. It's like I'm only here because he wrote me into this. or just stuff like that. Oh, you're just, you're just blaming, like, yeah, yeah. You're just the passing the blame. The blame. I, don't <laughs> I just couldn't think of that one thing. So please, uh, forgive me for, forgive me for my transgressions of being stupid. All I right, know how, I know how the mind
0: <laughs> your mind works. It's okay. We'll make this work. We'll um, figure it out. Yeah. No. Um. And so I know with the Ahmad Arbery case. Yeah, I heard that argument that like. They were trying to make a citizen's arrest and this and that. And he resisted citizens' arrest. Which and is to, not a thing, by the way. Well, in Georgia, apparently it is. I really? looked into it. There's some old law. I don't I'm not clear in the details, but there's some old law that apparently you can in some in some states, yes, citizens' arrest is like a legal thing that you can do. But like the usually the rules are like uh you have to have just witness them commit a crime and then immediately try to like take the person into custody with like no hesitation. You can't just, like, keep a person, you know, locked up in your basement and then, like, three days later decide to call the cops and say, yeah, citizens arrested. I'm like that. No, you kidnapped that person. You're going oh, to jail. Oh, my um,
1: God. I want you to know that if you type in citizens arrest in Google, the first picture is a drawn character of a white blonde man arresting – citizens arresting a black
0: guy. Wow. That's surprising. It's just like, anyway, what the fuck? I don't know. Here's the thing. Let's – I don't think that in a situation like that, the cops should have killed let's say let's say cops were taken down to Mod Arbery, and they did suspect him of fucking, you know, what's it called of um, break, breaking into a bunch of houses and shit.
1: Okay. So what, so what the, so what they were supposedly sorry to cut you off sorry, no, please, what they please. were um, supposing he did, which is there's footage of him doing it, but there's nothing wrong with what he did. It was a house being built. Like one of the, like one of the like shelves of a house
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, being under construction is what I've read so far. Right. And right. At, while he was on his run, uh, stopped, walked inside because it's not a real house yet. So walked inside, looked around and then left. Interesting. Which well, I think every one of us has done at least once. Well, you I know see a construction con- yeah, site yeah. and you like, you kind of wander onto it. Like, oh, that's pretty cool. And you leave and you can f- continue on your run.
0: Well, I wonder, I also heard that, um, that, uh, what's it called? that that community had been experiencing some home invasions over the past few months supposedly but even still you're assuming that that guy did it which you know we don't fucking know right. it just sucks with all these cases because i always have to wait a y- till a year after to make my fucking a, a, my shame. stance on it because we don't know everything that happened and people are so bias and political on these things, that they're only going to tell you selective things that prove their points. So it's like on one hand, you hear a solid argument. You're like, okay, all right, makes sense. All right, I agree with that. And then, then some new information comes to light and you're like, okay, that does kind of change things a little bit. And it's always just this back and forth, this politicized nonsense. And you're just like, look, I'm just going to wait. I will make my opinion when the time is right, you know, in a little bit ahead of now, I'm not going to fucking even try to make an assumption on right now. But I will say, hypothetically, right? Let's say cops were the ones trying to arrest Ahmad Arbery. Um, one, he wouldn't be running away, probably. But even if he was, that's not justification to shoot somebody. Absolutely not. You, you, you know, there's escalation of force. Now, okay, these guys are citizens. Let's say Ahmad Arbery was guilty. Let's allow the fact that, like, let's say he was the one that was breaking into all those houses. Again, is that a death sentence? Let's say let's say that he got arrested. He even resisted arrest from actual cops, and they put him in jail and everything else. Would they give that guy the chair because he was breaking into houses and he resisted arrest? Absolutely not. So what you would probably f- get around twenty. Yeah, where in the hell do you think you get the authority to kill a guy because he didn't want you to sh- put a gun in his face? Go fuck yourself! Because you
1: pulled up, you guys <laughs> pulled up in a truck, jumped out of the back, waving a shotgun around. Yeah, you know,
0: I'd probably be a little uncomfortable myself.
1: I'd, I'd, I'd resist a little bit. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably do a little
0: <laughs> bit more than resist. You, yeah, know I, I mean. uh, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I, you know, we're coming back full circle. Now, stay strapped or get fucking clapped. Okay. More people need to carry. More people need to know how to carry. More people need to know how to fucking conceal. How to actually use their firearms. You know, I. I make this it is happen. why. This is why I have the two flags in my house. They uh oh, they, they stand
1: for my political views, which is it's a picture of Ben Franklin, Benjamin uh-huh. Franklin, yeah. and it's a very, very well known quote by him. I don't know if you know it, it's a uh, taxes dick. All right. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's also Thomas Jefferson. I have one. <laughs> uh it's my big stance here. It's a very big quote of him that I, you know, I take to heart from gun control, it's shoot fast and eat ass.
0: Okay. <laughs> I gotta say I will say it's very possible that Thomas Jefferson said that. It is, I, it is hard to believe that Ben Franklin made that because I know his other quote is, the only two things that are certain are death and taxes. So I don't know, man. I, you might want to fact check the first one. But yeah, yeah TJ did probably say shoot fast, you ass.
1: I know uh, for a fact that Ben Franklin set, uh, posted up every once in a while going, damn, look at that ass. It,
0: maybe not in those exact words, but yes. No, no,
1: definitely in those. I've, I actually heard him personally. Like, I heard a recording, I think. Did you –
0: I was going to say, did you play like Assassin's Creed three or something? And-
1: no, it was like, I found some pottery that had like some lines in it. And I put on a record player. It was just, it was Ben Frank and going, that out. I'm sorry. I'm
0: done. Man, I, this is devolved. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> this is, we I don't wanna... know how, I don't know how this happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck me. That's great. Um, yeah, man. Well, it's been about an hour. We've covered a lot of stuff and, uh, this has been a good podcast, I think. It's good to have you on. Is there anything else that uh, you want to say, shout out, or any questions you have for me before we wrap it up?
1: I do want to say to the viewers, sorry if I didn't talk a lot. I'm not super uh, you know, super educated in this. I didn't want to talk out of my ass. And
0: um, yeah, that's about it. All right, well. Go ahead, guys, and uh, make sure you follow us on whichever platforms you're doing. If you want to leave a review, good or bad, you know that's, that's your fucking right, man. Do what you got to do. Uh, send this episode to – or send any of the episodes to a coworker or a neighbor or a friend who can't fucking stand libertarians or doesn't like anything Just I have to know. say. Just let them know we exist. Let's get some more people on the show. Let's have some, some discourse, some discussion. And uh, if you guys have any feedback from me, please follow me at Twitter at Twitter, on Twitter. You know what I meant. Uh, Zoomers for Liberty is my handle. Zoomers, the letter for uh, Liberty. You can at me there, or you can just look it up. You'll be able to find me pretty easy. I got the I got George Washington with some big, bright red eyes is my profile picture. And uh, if you ever want to come on the show or have a debate or discussion, just reach out. Uh, until then, party people, take it easy, and we'll see you next time. Peace.